Welcome to Energy Matters in the Classroom with Robin Berlinski. Uh, and as I like to say every every time we start a show, Robin, welcome to your show. Thank you. Now, this is the show that highlights and celebrates the kinetic and potential energy in classrooms across the globe and why that even matters. And boy, do we have a show for you folks today, don't we? We do. I'm pleased to introduce in the studio Terry Haas. Did I pronounce that correctly? You did. I've Thank met you. many other Terry Haases, again, who don't hold a candle to you, but I'm, <laughs> I'm told that you are at the top of the heap. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yes, I am Terry Hawes. Um, I have been in the Low Country since '07. Uh, my background is actually in social work. Um, I have a degree in social work from a small state school in Pennsylvania. Grew up in Pennsylvania, and then fell head over heels in love with real estate um, when I was in Atlanta, um, and just has built, built, built my love for sales. Since then, um, my husband and I now partner um, together and we sell as a team and um, have been loving life ever since. It's just, it provides me with an amazing lifestyle. I get to work with people, um, which is my passion, and um, sell houses every once in a while in the middle of it. So. So, Robin, correct me if I'm wrong. You and Terry go back a long way. We do. And huh. one of the things we're talking about is, obviously, you had a teacher in your past that really got to you and motivated you. And your personality, I'm not sure you were born with it, but perhaps that was part of your uh, education process? You know what? I really... I truly believe that it was. I was not a good student by any way, shape, or form. I was always middle of the road, and it was very hard for me to be in school. But I was very, very lucky to have amazing people in the classroom. Now, when you bang your table like that, it really emphasizes it. See, it does. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm just, very just passionate. You know. Don't take and your hands excited. away. I'm sorry, just letting you know. Um, but... There were several teachers in my life that kind of guided it through. Um, my dad, I, I'm not going to give him a little bit of credit beforehand. My dad is the best teacher that I've ever had in in regards to my selling process and my personality process. And, and why was that? Was he, he just, a salesman? He, he is the salesman of my life. Yeah. Um, just he was on the road all the time. He, he never met a stranger. He's amazing. Um, and my mom has the compassion and, and put up with his crazy. Um, so I learned that part of it innately through our family. But then I went into school and I was gifted with amazing leaders right, in hold, our school. Hold that thought for a second. We're going to take this in sections. Robin, one of the things we were supposed to talk about was the phrase glossophobia. Oh, my gosh. The yes. fear of? Public speaking. Okay, so now we have someone in the studio yeah. with us who obviously has no fear of public speaking. But how many people are blessed with that problem? Um a lot, according to Forbes, it affects approximately 25% of the population. And this really boils down to confidence and how it's taught or supported in a classroom. Okay, so how does that apply to your early uh, knowledge and, and learning how to speak publicly to people? My dad very much pushed us. When we had elective classes, public speaking was one of the ones that was required. Gotcha. Um, we, we, it was not an option. Get up there, do your speeches. Um, I had this fantastic teacher. She was my English teacher and her name is Carol Lucas. And I actually still have communication with her. She is now retired and um, just living her best retired life. But she has kept in touch with us over the years. 
she pushed us to love not only the English language, but do it correctly and do it the right way and and that kind of stuff. But she pushed you to get up there and talk. Whether you were good at it, bad at it, backwards at it, whatever that looked like, getting up there and and, and feeling what it felt like to be in front of people was her thing. She she pushed us to do that. Well, what's interesting is now I'm sitting in a studio with two very dynamic personalities. Now, you bring the party, I can tell when you walk through <laughs> the door. But Robin is as effervescent, as amazing as she is now, didn't start that way. You had a sixth grade story, I think, that was kind of traumatic. Is that correct? Oh, my gosh. Sixth grade. So my shout out to my favorite teachers, Mr. Pleiter. He was my sixth grade teacher. We had a science experiment project that I panicked about. We had to teach the class something, and I didn't sleep for six days. I had no idea. His examples to me were ridiculous. Teach the class how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I was just like, oh, dear Lord, I I am miserable and I'm going to die. And I went to Mr. Pleiter one day after school and I cried. I couldn't even speak. I cried. And he brought it out of me. He said, there's something that you have that no one else has. There's something you can do. Your father is a police officer. How cool would it be to take fingerprints? And I got so excited. I love showing how to do something no one knows how to do and how cool to like find the perpetrator, like CSI before it's time. So I went home and my dad taught me how to take latent fingerprints, which I remember to this day. What does that mean, latent? Latent means you can't see them. They're made by the oils of your skin. See? Sixth grade. I was 10. I remember this. Okay. And I, Mr. Pleiter helped me let five students... um, choose five students who would be like the the suspects and one would touch a glass while I was in the hall and I came back in and I identified the person. So his ability to create a space, a stage for me to present something I was excited about got me, I, I got over public speaking because of Mr. Plyder. That was it. That was the turning that point was it. for you. Yeah. That's Ever a, since I can't amazing. put a microphone down. Wow. So how did the two of you meet? I'm sure that okay, was an interesting I, story. I'm telling that story, Terry Haas. Your version or my she, version? Okay, she and Tim, her husband, sold my house. Now, this was before the market today where you put in a bid in two days and your house sells for over the asking price. Right. They did this back in 2011. She said to me, well, we have a couple offers. We're just going to tell them they need to figure it out by noon Monday. And I, I was like, wait, what? Don't we back and forth counter offer? What, what is this? And we sold the house in two days over the asking price back in 2011. And this is my favorite part. Her husband, Tim Hawes, came to the Children's Museum and I signed my papers in the castle. Sure did. Sure did. How great is that? Oh. Yep. That's rather unusual. What's your version? <laughs> Our ver- My version was actually with the first time we met, you had gifted me, please come and speak about HGTV and staging at the Children's Museum. In the castle. In the castle. Wow. And it was years before all the house stuff happened. That's right. But you, uh, there was just something dynamic about you and how you were running this amazing um, venue. And you brought all of these grown-ups who really could have cared less what I was talking about, <laughs> but you brought them all together and let me talk to them. And you created this environment of fun learning in a children's museum. It was amazing. 
Well, oh, every, amazing. Everybody that meets Robin feels right. the same way. We know yeah. that. Energy matters. Right. Energy matters. Okay, so uh, I know you have uh, some TV in your background, and it's not just coming here and telling us about it. It's how did that happen? <laughs> Who? How, how did you get groomed to be able to have a part in a television show, and how exciting is that? Groomed. I don't know that the real grooming happened. Um, this is the version that I know, and this is the version that I was told. Um, my brother, who is nine years younger than I am, uh, had a background in television, and he loved every bit of it. He was living in L.A. at the time, um, and he was approached by somebody through HGTV, and they said, hey, would you consider doing this? Would you host the show? He, of course, jumped all over it, and I was working in Washington, D.C. at the time, and I am his biggest fan when it came to all this kind of stuff. I was just super excited for him and all in, and um, he called, and he said, oh, my gosh, I got the part, um, and I was like, oh, oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing, and he said, the only problem is they told me that I have to move to the East Coast, and they want to film it in Washington, D.C., so I need to move in with you, and I was like great. That'll be fantastic. And we can make that happen. He goes, Oh, and by the way, you have an audition on Wednesday. Wow. And I was like, I I'm sorry, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? He was like, I don't know. There was some list going around. And at that point I was already married. So my maiden name was Terry talent. And so oh, he, how? I you're making, you're making this up. come on. <laughs> I wish I was. With two L's. I right? know. No. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, T-A-L-L-A-N-T, but nobody knew that because I was rolling with <laughs> And you didn't but, correct them. No, right? I didn't correct them. Um, so Sorry, Terry we just Talent you on the show. <laughs> was my maiden name, and um, my married name is Terry Hawes, so nobody on the list knew that we were related. And somebody said, well, wait a minute. We don't want a brother-sister team on there. Get her off the list. And then somebody very kindly said, wait a minute. She got on the list by herself. Let her audition. Who cares? We need people bodies anyway. So they flew him out and let us audition together. And it was going to go one way or the other. It was either going to be a total disaster or it was going to work. And thankfully, it worked. And the energy was there. And the back and forth was there. And they allowed us to do it. So it was a wonderful, wonderful run. And so I had no grooming. I had no background. I had no business being on television other than, um, you know, it was fun. And um, right place thank the goodness right time. for the edit button because, <laughs> whoo, some of the things that I came up with. All right. So the, the um, self-esteem, perhaps, that came out of this, when people meet you in your real estate business... Can you say, well, some of that credit goes to these incredible teachers I had and these experiences that I had, and, and who gets to do this? Oh, I mean, it is such a gift. It is, uh, uh, yeah, and I guess I don't, I don't work on a script really well. I don't, you know, have these listing presentations or this, you know, crazy format that I follow, and I think I'm kind of like that in life. Like, you get what you get with me, um, and if you can be okay with my authentic here it is I, I think that comes a lot from my parents I think that comes a lot from just kind of feeling what I'm doing and honesty will come out because I'm gonna say this is a good idea or this is a horrible idea whether you like it or not and I think a lot of that comes from being pushed to do the right thing 
Well, I mean, as the name of this show is Energy Matters, it's not just the classroom, but I think it's safe to say that the beginnings of your personality came from the classroom, came from your father, came from these learning experiences that have come to the forefront right now. And look how you're benefiting from them. I love it. I'm really lucky. So what kind of advice do you give to the younger people? Well, it's funny because I left this morning, um, had a listing appointment this morning, and then I got to meet with, she happened to be a mortgage person who was newer to the business and was, you know, hoping to meet with me and, and make connections. And I just said to her, like, I'm here. What what can I do to pour into you? You can have anything you want. Um, there's no big hidden secret. Um, but please be authentic. Please try to find your niche. Just stay out of the drama and and thrive on each other. The positive connects to positive. So if you can find positive clients and positive situations, you, you're going to win. You're going to win. And if you can do the right thing by helping other people in a situation, it, it's a win for everybody. Ron, can I add something? Of course, it's your so, show. <laughs> <laughs> May please. I please speak? Um, Put your hand down. <laughs> Something great, you know, we talk about relationships a lot, trust and relationships. Yes. I will say Terry is the master of relationships in her marketing plan. What? And it's probably not even a plan. You just do it because you're you. But I will get packages throughout the year. Every anniversary on the year I bought my house. So every November, I get a package in the mail. And it comes with batteries for my smoke detector and a light bulb, you know, that says, hey, you should try to be more energy efficient or don't forget to change your batteries and and a gift card to Starbucks to say, you know, go celebrate another year in your fabulous home. At Christmas, I get Christmas socks and I, I cannot even tell you the connection that comes from one transaction 11 years ago relationships are key to what she does and honestly it it is brilliant all right well in wanting to keep us focused on why we're here robin likes to say the teachers are the ceos of their classroom so if we liken the ceo of the classroom to your father who was the maybe the ceo of the family talk to me about talk to us excuse me robin's here too uh talk to us about the lessons that you got from watching him you know, little things that you picked up on and as if he were teaching a class. What did you get out of this relationship? You look everybody in the eye. Yes. You speak from the heart. You remember people's names. You, you offer what you can offer for them. What value can I bring to you as the person I'm talking to? The, the sale or the transaction or the whatever it is will will come when it's supposed to. But if I can make an impression and make you feel better, I, I, I win. I, I win. And I'm, I can sleep really good at night knowing we did the right thing. And if I can pour into you and make you feel a little bit better about your day, it's going to come back to me tenfold. Um, and the, the teachers that I had were so cheering me on whether it was my parents my mom still does it my dad still does it of you know he's my second phone call after my husband of you know things that go that go on in my day of um but what can i do to bring value to you and how can i make you feel better in the situation school is hard work is hard life is hard if one comment 
or one positive vibe makes it a little bit better for that person today, it's going to come back to me 100%. And that all comes from who I surrounded myself with. And Robin, isn't this the same great advice you could give to a teacher because they get to impact 25 or 30 lives and imagine how that comes back in in you know, exponentially. Absolutely. If they're motivated and switched on. I have an amazing story. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I have an amazing story that literally happened on Friday. So we are running crazy and we're getting ready for the weekend. And my kid, um, my, I have a seventh grader and a ninth grader. And my seventh grader has taken on some uh, uh, football, which he has never done before. Neither one of them are playing football before. And it's been hard it's been hard and we make the transition into school and he doesn't have his brother there anymore because he's gone to high school. I got a random text message from his teacher who said, I just wanted to let you know. I could cry just thinking about how amazing she was. I just wanted to send you an email to say, your kid is doing amazing. He's happy. He's cheerful. He's helpful. He's kind. Not he's doing an A on his project. Not he got a B on the test. It was his personality that she pinpointed and cheered him up or cheered me up, really. What she didn't know is the email came exactly five minutes after I made the decision to keep him home. I'm probably telling a secret that he wasn't really <laughs> sick on Friday. We needed a mental health day. But, um, but, was that five I mean, minutes he after one or you need I know, right? We both got it. My little mini me. Um, but five minutes after I made the decision to let him sleep and I knew it was going to be a struggle to miss a day and all these kind of things, she made me feel like, and she said the words, good job, mom. And what she is going to transpire her Christmas present is bigger. Her teacher week <laughs> present is going to be bigger. Like she made an impression from the mom or to the mom about my kid. That's what a great teacher is. Wow. I don't care how That's much great. English, science, biology he's going to learn. Those are all important. But the fact that she built him up as a person was huge. And he knows this? I told him on Friday yeah. night. Aww. So he'll remember that for the rest of his life Ever. probably. Yeah. Forever that Mrs. Hardison jumped in. Um, and Mrs. Woods cheered him on. And, you know, all of these amazing people. I, I haven't had one bad bad teacher experience since my kids have been in school. It's wonderful. So if you look at, uh, again, talking about the CEOs of the classroom or teachers and, and talking about great leaders who motivate, you both are in that mold. There's no question about it. Who else do you know that's on the global stage, if there's anybody? Sorry to put you on the spot. Ooh. Who's out there that you would say, oh, they must have had a great teacher or great teachers along the way or great parents? You know, who's out there that you are really impressed by? Because there's plenty of people we're not impressed by, but who are you impressed by? And if you don't oh. have somebody right off the bat, I'll move on quickly. But I, I told you I wouldn't ask you anything you didn't know the answer to. And yeah, just did. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's crazy, but I ask the question all the time. Like, if I wasn't doing my dream job, what would my dream job be? I would host a, a television show like Ellen DeGeneres, where everything was happiness. Like, I know there's controversy. Except behind and crazy. the scenes. Yeah, there's yeah. that. That's not what I'm... I don't want to go down that path. But, like, the fact that she poured into people so often and through dance and happiness and joking and laughing and all of that kind of stuff, she raised people up. 
Um, there's also a guy in the real estate world. His name is Tom Ferry. Um, Tom Ferry is a real estate coach that we've been wor- following for years. And Tom Ferry's whole thing is it's all about doing the right thing. It's all about positive. It's all about, you know, cheering people on. I think he's one of those people that at some point he had a great leader or a great teacher in his life. His happened to be his dad. Um, but I think there's there's a lot of that coming out. So in the same way that your father was a great influence on your life, what have you done with your kids? Mm. How has that passed on to the next generation? Were you cognizant of what you were putting into these kids? Absolutely. I, 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 it is a struggle every single day. Um, I'm an older mom. I, I had kids later in life. Um, I have two amazing kids, and we we make a very conscious effort to A, be honest, B, do the right thing, C, take as much time as we can to help you get to the next situation. It might be a hard lesson to learn, but you will learn it through you know our examples or our um, leadership, whatever. You're, you're going to see, we're going to emulate what we can to make sure that you're good people. Um, I ride my kids hard about being honest. I ride my kids hard about follow through. Um, my husband is such a stellar example of what my children can be. Um, he is good from the inside out. And if my kids end up to be one third of what my husband has become, I am beyond lucky. All right, Robin, same question for you. You've spent uh, many years in the classroom. You also have children. What lessons did you bring into the family, and how did you do that? Yeah, I think for me, it's a lot about, um, well, first of all, I got divorced when they were younger, so there was a different dynamic. It's tough to be a single parent. I will say that their dad and I are great co-parents. We support each other. You know, I always say, you know, he's my kid's dad. And so I love him for that. Like I will never, you know, we're a team and it's always going to be that way. I think modeling how something potentially negative can be a positive in life, just modeling it by the behavior. And, you know, as Terry was saying, being positive through all kinds of different things. And then just, you know, the old phrase, choosing your battles. I choose the low drama lifestyle in my life. I have never really had drama. There's no screaming. There's no yelling. I, it's let's talk about it and let's figure this out together. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit it. And I have found our life to be pretty, you know, it, it just goes along straight and narrow and it remains positive. We try to find something positive every day. And I want to do a shout out to Terry because she does, probably doesn't even know about this. So back in 2011, when I was selling my house, um, it was post-divorce and, you know, saying, okay, guys, we're going to move is pretty traumatic. And she was able to, um, once we sold the house, you know, I kind of shared with her, this is tough and not easy. And we need to make this a team effort. They have to feel ownership of this move. So involving your kids in some of the decisions you make was really important to me. And so when we finally moved and she sent this beautiful basket was like for the movies with popcorn and like woohoo and it was written to team berlinski Mm. so that it wasn't mom sold the house mom bought and it was hey guys the four of you wow look what you did you're amazing and they were so excited so kudos to you 
so you you helped me parent but it's really about being an example you know they 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 remember how you made them feel not always what you said but how it felt being in your space well and this is all wonderful feel-good stuff and i i empathize with it because i think we did the same thing in my house but there are parents out there that aren't as fortunate Mm -hmm. and how do you convey to them the importance of this you know nurturing of your child and and certainly if you're a teacher it affects how your kid comes into the classroom and that whole relationship do you have any secrets any words of wisdom to impart i'm i'm going to jump in here terry i um tell my my students at the college of charleston when you begin your school year something to your point about what happened on friday terry find something great about every kid in that room and call the parents the first week of school and tell them about it i don't care if it's so-and-so pushed his chair in really well today. Everyone else was loud. Your child did it great. Whatever it is, because that connection early on to share something amazing will then lead to opportunities to maybe have more difficult conversations. I think that's extraordinary. It shows that teacher cares amazing. right off the bat, isn't it? Amazing. All right. Uh, amazingly, we are almost out of time, but uh, Terry, I have one last question for you. And I know you're not a teacher, but you really kind of are in your own way. Why does energy matter in the classroom? Positivity breeds positivity without a question. It's it's about the, the vibe that is put out there. Um, and teaching comes in so many different forms, I think. My son had, both of them had this, he's a phenomenal teacher. His name is Mr. Tyson. And Mr. Tyson came a couple years ago and he's a social studies teacher. For a guy to have a guy teacher is kind of cool in high school, in middle school, right? And my son, Nicholas, who is older and straight A's and like he comes easy to him. And he always like, I don't know why you're like ranting and raving about Mr. Tyson. Like, I mean, all he does is tell stories, mom. I mean, he doesn't even teach. He just tells <laughs> stories. So I was like, wow, what what grade do you have in his class? He's like an A. I'm like, huh, not bad stories, are there? I mean, it's, it's all of the energy that they put into. It's not A goes to B, B goes to C. It's tell the story and make them relate to how great and fun it can be. Terry, thank you so much. You mentioned energy. This is Energy Matters in the Classroom with Robin Berlinski, which is heard nationally wherever fine podcasts are found, and also in Charleston, South Carolina, our home base, Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock on 1250 WTMA. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future guests, email robin at thelearningring.com. That's robin at thelearningring.com. We sure enjoyed this show, ladies. Terry, thank again. Oh, thanks thank again for you being for here. Even having wonderful me. guest, Robin. Fabulous as always. We'll see you next time, folks. Take care.